Hi, hello, what is up? Welcome to the For the One podcast where I believe that God has given me through his Holy Spirit one specific message for one specific person that needs to hear it the most. If I've never had the pleasure of sliding into your DMs or having you slide into my DMs, I'm your host, My Unique. Let's just go ahead and jump right in. So, for today's podcast episode, I thought it would be cool to touch on dating and relationships only because the week I've had on Instagram for Believers when it came to sharing um, a past personal um, and private part of my relationship or slash dating life, um, I received an overwhelming amount of responses that I, honest to God, did not expect whatsoever. Um, So many responses of people going through the same thing or just like thanking me for sharing it because they were either coming into that season of a breakup um, or leaving that season of the breakup, or really having a hard time um, from a past breakup, and so um, didn't did not expect that whatsoever this week, and so um, I didn't even mean to accidentally tap into relationships this week at all, but um, between an in- the Instagram post that I had up, and then just some private time with the Lord and what He showed or revealed to me, I thought it would be cool just to have. Um, small little podcast episode just answering some questions about dating and relationships. Now, um, full disclosure, I did get a lot of questions or um, people wanting advice and tips on certain things, but um, due to the timing of this podcast, I obviously won't be able to get to every single one, Um, and honestly, I'm only going to get to some that I feel are the most important and the most asked because some of you guys did ask the same questions. And so um, if I don't get to your question, please don't take it personally. This is a podcast episode. Um, You are always free to just shoot me a message. I typically try to respond to almost all my messages when I have time. Um, So you can always do that. But let me go ahead and just start right in. So I'm first going to answer some of the questions that I got on Instagram. And then I really feel led to share something Um that the Lord shared with me the other night about relationships and so forth. And it also is one of the questions. So um, it's going to tie into basically a two-part um, little shindig here. So let's just go ahead and jump right in. Um, I had a lot of people ask about boundaries in a relationship. And so I'm going to explain this the way that I explained something similar on Instagram Live the other day is that something that I was taught very, very early on in relation, not in relationships, in ministry, and that is others may and I may not. In other words, I feel personally that the Lord convicts us each differently. What may be okay for me to do may not be what the Lord is calling you to do, and that's okay. Others may, I may not. And the reason I say that is so the example that's given here is just like, is kissing before marriage okay? Now, if I'm being completely honest and transparent with you guys, because that's how I always am, I do. Um, I have dated, uh, not a lot, but I've dated um, a few people, and I definitely am one to be cuddly and kissy and all that stuff. Um... But I have met people who the Lord has spoken to very clearly, and they, alongside with Jesus, have made the decision um, 
to not kiss before marriage. I know people haven't held, like held hands before marriage. Like I just believe that the Lord will convict you um, on your own. It's definitely something to pray about and and seek God on because that's okay too. If you guys don't know Fork King and Country, um, it's two brothers, and I know that Mariah, who was Lindsay Peters, um, she and her husband decided to not have any physical contact, not even kissing, before their marriage, and it's such a beautiful story. You guys can look it up on YouTube. Um, she said that that was just something that her and the Lord had decided, and she waited it out, and so her first kiss was actually with her husband, and how cool is that? You know, so I just believe that the Lord will speak to you and show you what's okay. Um, obviously, I'm not saying, like, don't have sex. But if you want to make the decision to not kiss your boyfriend or girlfriend, um, and you specifically want to save that, then by all means, go for it. If that's what the Lord is speaking to you, nothing matters more than being obedient to what the Father is asking of you. So that's just how I would answer that. Um, another question, it and I've gotten this one quite a few times, is um, I'm in high school. Some have put their age. I am 16. Is it okay for me to start a relationship? So as a youth minister, um, I work with high school students. Um, I love them. They are my heart and soul. Um, I don't advise them to date in high school. Um, it's very, very rare that people luck up and end up marrying their high school sweetheart. Um, but in high school, you're still trying to find yourself. You're still trying to figure it out. Unless you are someone that is 100% committed and super grounded in the word of God without question, then I don't advise dating in high school. I dated in high school, and I honestly wasted my time with someone I had no business with in high school. Um, and so if I could take that back and just have been single all throughout high school and focused on friendships and studying and, um, building the character or the person that I would be in the future, I would technically, I would definitely, definitely go back and do that. Um, it takes a strong person, um, in the Lord in high school to date because high school also gives you more temptation, I think, um, than some have had to see. So I don't advise dating in high school. I don't really advise my kids to date in high school. Granted, they're going to do what they want. You're going to do what you want. But I just, it's not something that I would deem as wise because there are so many other great things that you could be focusing on, whether um, other than dating. Now, again, this is my opinion. I'm not saying like you guys have to go out and say, oh, my unique said I shouldn't date. Again, pray about it, but it's not something that I advise. So, the next question. What are my thoughts on dating outside of faith? Um, a lot of people would call this missionary dating. Um, I don't believe in it. So, the Bible tells us that we are to be equally yoked. And a lot of people think that that's just a like super cliche kind of thing. But I believe the word of God. I believe everything that it says. And, and it does say that we are to be equally yoked. And if you haven't already read that scripture, um, it's found in Corinthians 6.14. It says, be not unequally yoked with unbelievers. Now, it does not specifically say in relationships. 
but a lot of people apply it to relationships and I'll speak on behalf of, of myself. Um, a lot of people date people that are not believers because they think that they can change them. They think that they can fix it. They think that, oh, well, if they just go to church with me, then maybe they'll just believe. But that sets different foundations, first off. And if your foundation is not the same, a.k.a. being equally yoked, um, that foundation is going to be rocky. That foundation is going to be shaky. And ultimately, that foundation will crash and fail. Um, I have, I'm not going to say dated guys, but I've talked to guys for seasons that um, were not believers. And it just, it gets too heavy when conflicts arise where, we as believers would say, hey, let's pray about this. Hey, let's go before the Lord about this. And if someone doesn't believe that, then they're not going to want to do that. Granted, some people are, but it's different to just say a prayer and say okay to, to fix the, the problem. And another thing to truly believe that the, the Lord is doing a work within the relationship. I would never personally want to date someone um, that is not a believer, that is not um, equally yoked because first and foremost, I carry a heavy weight in ministry. Um, I am a youth minister. I work a lot with different people in ministry. And if someone can't keep up, then it gets really hard because ultimately it will slow me down. It'll defer me from my calling and what it is that the Lord wants me to do. Too many people are jumping into relationships thinking that these people are going to help them grow spiritually. And it's just so far from the truth because they're not spiritually mature. They're not spiritually equipped to handle what it is that the Lord is bringing to the table that he's asking of us. And it's just not a pretty picture, in other words. Um, and I remember earlier this year, I had heard a sermon from Pastor Sarah Jake Roberts. Um, she is absolutely hands down my favorite, one of my favorite pastors. And so um, I believe she was at a marriage conference. I don't know the title or the sermon, but um, I'll post it eventually sometime on my Instagram, but she says, uh, and I think I heard this back in January, maybe February at the latest, but she said, I didn't marry my husband because he was fine. I didn't marry him um, because I thought we would look good together. Like I married this man because we make hell nervous that when we go to our prayer closet and we go before the Lord, like things start shaking, things start changing. Like we make hell nervous. Because that's what a power couple is. That's what it looks like to be with someone who is equally yoked and, and in the word. Like, And when I heard that, I literally got chills in my body. And I kid you not, if you ask my friends, um, ever since I heard that, that is all I've said when it comes to me being in the next relationship. Whenever that happens is that I want to be with someone that's going to make hell nervous with me. I want to be someone that be with someone that the enemy is afraid of when we get together, that we are together, and that we can pray for our families, that we can strengthen our households, that we can just love Jesus the way that we're supposed to. I want to be with someone like that, and I refuse to settle for anything less. So no, I don't believe in dating someone that does not have the same foundation of faith that you have, that is not um, someone that is not equally yoked with you because we have no time to waste here life is short and we're going to be called to heaven soon this world is not our home and we better make sure that we're doing a good job stewarding what it is that the lord has given us so that was a lot didn't plan on saying that much for this but that is 
how I feel about that, and I get asked that a lot. Someone asks, advice for someone who feels like they're missing out on dating, on the teenage dating experience. You're not missing anything. Like I said, when I dated in high school, it wasn't, and it probably was because I dated someone that was a different faith, but anyways, um, I don't think you're missing out on much. The only way you would be missing out on anything in this life is living a life that's not serving and being committed to the Lord because the moment, the moment you decide that that's what you want to do full-heartedly and that's what you focus on, you honestly don't have time to think about relationships. You really don't. And that's going to bring me to my next question. Someone had asked, um, wait, I kind of just had a brain fart. Um, someone asked how to be content in your singleness. I would like to think that I'm pretty content in my singleness, no matter what season of life I'm in. But if there's ever one thing that has got me through my singleness season and being content in it, is being so focused on the Lord's work that I have no time to think about the fact that I'm single. Now, that may sound a little, like, cliche and, like, dumb, but it's the truth. There have been moments where, yes, I'm like, Lord, can't wait to be a wife someday. Lord, am I ever going to have a husband? Like, da, 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 da. There's some nights where I'm sad and I kind of just sit and ponder on it. But to be honest, when my heart is so consumed in the things of the Lord, meaning I'm doing my Bible study every morning or every night when I am committed to doing what the Bible says and working as if I'm working unto the Lord in every situation I do and making sure that I am doing and stewarding the things that God has called me to do um, and being just so focused on that. Like I generally just don't, I don't have time. I don't have time to sit and be sad and be like, I wish I was in a relationship. I can do that if I wanted to, or I can plan out that next Bible study that I have to plan, or I can um, spend time in disciple discipleship and hanging out with someone and inviting them into my life and, and um, teaching them the word of God. Like, I could be writing a blog post that's going to help someone. I could be doing a video and sitting down and explaining the things that the Lord is teaching me. Like, there is plenty for me to do in stewarding what the Lord has given me. Um, and when I just, when I do that, I just don't focus on my singleness. Um, so, if to the person trying to be content in their singleness, like, stop thinking about your singleness and start thinking about the Lord. Start setting your mind on the things above and and be kingdom-minded, not earthly-minded, but kingdom-minded, meaning how can I further the kingdom of God today? So it's an interesting thought process to have, definitely a conversation that you can have with the Lord. The next question. The next question. Real quick, someone said, Advice for long-distance relationships. I believe in long-distance relationships. I've been in a long-distance relationship. I believe that anything is, a pos is possible when you have two people that are committed to the Lord, two people that truly love each other. Um, I don't really have much to say on that, but I don't think that it's completely impossible. Um, a couple of questions asked. Is it bad or is it a sin to kiss before marriage? Um... I got that question a couple of times and I'm honestly kind of shocked at it. Um, and I'm just going to say it like this. Others may, I may not. Others may, I may not. Um, was a term 
a sentence, a phrase that I got taught early on into ministry. Um, and that is, some things are okay for people, but that does not necessarily mean it's okay for me. I'm a firm believer that the Lord convicts us each differently and each on our own because we're all different people. Some people can handle it and some cannot. Others may not. I may not. Now, because I'm always transparent and pretty vulnerable with you guys, um, I do kiss. I kiss people all the time. Even people I'm not dating, which is bad. But um, that is a decision that I've made um, that I am okay with. Now, not saying to do that. Definitely do not do that. But some people, they're okay with kissing and holding hands. Other people have met. They have decided that between them and the Lord, that they want to honor the Lord in that. And they don't kiss the people that they're dating. They just spend time getting to know each other, um, spending time with the Lord together, etc., etc. So that's okay, too. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with 4K and Country, but it's two brothers, um, great people, great music. And I believe it's Jay, if I'm not mistaken, is married to Mariah. And Mariah, if you look up her on YouTube, and if you're struggling with this, please just look it up on YouTube because she tells a beautiful story of how she had never kissed a boy before her husband. Um, years before she met her husband, that was a commitment that she made to the Lord that she would not even kiss her husband. And how she made it that far, I don't know, but she did it. And then the first time she kissed her husband was when they said, I do, when they got married. And it's such a beautiful story, such a beautiful story. And I wish, you know what I mean? But I believe that if that is something the Lord is calling you to do, then you should be obedient and you should honor that and you should um, steward that well and just be like, I've just made the decision with the Lord to not kiss anyone. And that's okay. You know, so um, it completely depends on you and your relationship with the Lord. I would say, again, to just go to God in prayer about it and see what he says. Now, someone says, is it worth the wait? Anything that the Lord brings to you is always going to be worth the wait. I don't really know how to answer that, but... Um, there are so, so, so many questions, so many good questions, and I wish I had the time to sit down and go over all of these, but I am on a time-based thing. Someone said, why do gay boys suck? I don't know, they just do, okay? And I'm answering that sarcastically for the people that know what I'm talking about that are probably going to listen to this, but... I'm not fond of J-Boys right now, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Anyways, the last question that I'm going to answer, um, because, and the reason I say that is because I'm going to take a minute to explain this, and a question that I got a couple of times is, how do you know if someone is the one for you? Now, the reason that I wanted to even do this podcast with dating and relationships, etc, etc, is because I believe the Lord gave me the answer to that. So a couple of, not even days ago, but I often get asked, do I believe in the one? So not only how do I know someone is the one, but, but do I believe in it? And so 
I've always been the type of person to say, well, I don't really know. You know what I mean? Because I, I'm single. I have not been married. You know what I mean? There have been times where I have met people that I was like, oh, this could be the one. But I think over the years, the Lord has shaped and constructed the way I view that. And I say all of that to say now is I don't think I necessarily believe in the one. And let me just explain what I mean. Um, as someone who has been in ministry, as someone who's been serving and following the Lord for quite some time, um, there are certain attributes that we look for in our significant other um, that we would think would be great for us. Um, I once met a guy in 2013, I'm going to say 2013, 2014, and this guy, when I say was probably the man of my dreams, um, I thought he was. So he was, I'm not going to give his name because I genuinely don't know who listens to these things. And a lot of times people that I actually know in real life listen to these things. And I would never want to say something that someone could like pin to a certain person later on down the line. Anyways, um, I met this guy and I swore on everything holy. He was my one. This man was beautiful, um, incredibly handsome. He made me butterflies which I don't get very often um he was a youth pastor at the time he was a worship like he also led worship so he has a beautiful voice um and he was just everything I think I could have ever dreamed for in a man he was funny he looked great like he could sing um and I was on a leadership team with him so I like to say that I completely fell in love with this guy and for years, I, I swore to myself, I was like, he's the one, he's my one. I just didn't know how it was going to happen. Now, I spent three years kind of like hanging around this guy, waiting for that moment, you know what I mean? Because in my head, the moment I seen him, the moment I laid eyes on him when I visited his church for the first time, fireworks went off. And it was like a freaking movie. It was like a love story waiting to happen. And I had convinced myself that he was my one. Only to find out like three years later that I ended up leaving that church. I was no longer serving at. And um, him and I stopped talking after that. So we weren't even like friends. Um, and I was like, how did that happen if he was the one for me? You know what I mean? Like I had prayed about it. I thought it was there. Really wasn't. So let's fast forward. That's one, right? Then obviously... I've shared in recent events of me dating someone for about two years. Um, we did ministry together. Uh, it was fun. It was great while it lasted. There, I mean, granted, every relationship has their downfalls. But again, um, we worked in ministry together. We served together, prayed together, did a lot of great things together. And at some point, a lot of points throughout the relationship, we had talked marriage, um, wedding date and all. And then some things happened and everything just fell apart and I said, God, how is this possible if he was the one? And so this question that I keep asking or I kept asking myself is, how do these people leave if they're supposed to be our ones? Like that just doesn't make any sense, God. And granted, after my last relationship, which I don't share um, about and I probably won't because it's more private than the one that I believe she is. Um, 
I just, I said, God, I don't really believe it. And I keep saying it, like, I believe in love for other people, just not for me. I love watching people share with me their stories of them dating and their significant others and how happy they are. Like, I love it. Um, but when it comes to me, I'm kind of like super socially awkward. And I'm like, yeah, no, it's not for me. It's for you. And I'm going to love you, but not for me. And so as I was doing a Bible study the other day, God really just like implanted on my heart of like, is the one actually a thing? And to answer the question, no, I do not believe there's a such thing as the one because there are a lot of great people, a lot of great people that can be great for you, but that does not mean they're right for you. And so here's the part where I'm going to throw out what it is that the Lord had shared with me is that I was reading in the book of Genesis and Genesis chapter two tells the story of God creating Adam, aka man. Um, and then I'm just going to read a scripture. Now I read from the NLT version. Um, it's my favorite version of YouPorn. And so I'm just going to read something and I'm going to point something out to you. And then I'm going to explain why we should probably drop this idea that someone is our one. And so in Genesis chapter two, verse 18, it says, then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So the Lord formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And the man chose a name for each one. He gave names to all of the livestock, all of the birds of the sky, and all of the wild animals. But still there was no helper just right for him. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib and he brought him, brought her to the man. At last, he explained, he exclaimed, this one is bone from my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called a woman because she was taken from man. This explains why a man leaves his father for his mother and is joined to his wife. And the two are united into one. Now the man and wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. So when I read that, my heart stopped at this, this, not verse, because the whole verse, but the Bible says that the Lord said, I will make a helper that is just right for them. Just right. So this man had, had many creatures that could have been like a dog is one of the man's best friends. Am I right? I love my dogs, but it wasn't right. So to break up the terminology of, do we believe that someone is the one? Absolutely not, not for me, but I do believe that God has a right person for everyone. The right person. That's the key word is that they would be just right. And so I've been with a lot of, well, not a lot. That makes me sound very bad, but I've dated incredible guys. I've met incredible guys. I know incredible guys, but that does not mean they're the right ones for me. And so when we break up the terminology of the one, okay, when you Google, when you Webster Google it, the one is defined as a half of a two, because when you're defining the one, you're defining it as a person. Therefore, one becomes a noun. When you look up one as a noun, it says literally half of a two. So we are not halves of people. We are made 
full and whole and complete in Jesus. Therefore, we cannot be a half of a person finding our other half, finding the other one. But we are two whole people that can be just right for each other. And so when I read that, my mind just became so like, dang, God. So it's not that there is a one, but that there's a helper. Well, I would be the helper because I'm a girl, but there's someone that is just right for me. And then the Bible goes on to say that um, the man says she is flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone, meaning this one is the right one. Like this fits. It's like a piece of a puzzle. Um, when you put the puzzle in the right piece, like it just, it fits. It's the right fit. You can put a lot of pieces in a puzzle, but that doesn't mean they fit until you put it in, right? And it fits. And so I just got mind blown at that. And then mind blown at the fact where it says that they were both naked and felt no shame. This means that the person who is right for you, the person that will love you um, and honor you fully, like the Lord says, is someone that won't make you feel shameful. Someone who will love you and see you for who you are and know that it's just right. Someone that helps you in the things of the Lord. When Eve was brought to Adam, it wasn't just so she could sit there and look pretty, but she helped him. She helped him um, with the animals. She helped him with the garden. And I mean, granted, they kind of failed at one point, you know, at some point. But she was there to help him. And the person that you are called to be with is speaking life into whatever it is that the Lord is calling you to do. Someone that's going to help you, that's going to um, take you both where the Lord is leading. Not just one, but together as one. As, as a husband and as a wife. Like, that's what it means to have someone truly compliment you. So, no, I don't really believe this idea that we have the one. But just, that's... If you're this person that's like literally just looking at the idea is that we have someone who is right for us. Because believe it or not, you can date people, even think that you're ready for marriage with them, but they're not right. I know that because I dated a person like that. Like it wasn't that he was a bad person, but he just would not have ex helped me exceed in the things that the Lord was calling me to. And so in that case, it's just like, dang. One of my favorite pastors actually tweeted earlier today, his name is Chris Durso, um, and it says, Dear singles, when you're searching for a spouse, don't go solely by liking what you see or what someone says. Seek the Holy Spirit and wait, and wait for his instruction. Wait for his instruction. Because we have too many people getting into relationships with people that they have no business being in. And it only leads to heartbreak. It only leads to disappointment. It just leads to something that wasn't meant to be. So, I hope that if you're dating someone, that you would look at your guys' lives and, and start praying about, like, God, is this person the right one for me? Not because they look good. Not because, like... I think it, but God, is it right for me? Is this the right person that you have not made for me, but the right person that you would have me be wife with so we can do life together serving you and honoring you and being your two feet? The next time you want to get into a relationship, pray. 
pray, pray, and pray some more if this is right. Granted, there are a lot of great things, but that does not mean they're right. And I pray that as you guys enter into these seasons, whether you're single, dating, or even married already, that, that the Lord will continue to show you his heart for marriage and what that looks like and what it looks like to be in healthy, loving, committed relationships that are, you know, just fully so focused on the Lord. And so I'm going to end it here. It's a thought for you to take with you um, as you carry on in your days. But honestly, just something that the Lord really just kind of like blew my mind with is because there are a lot of people that I could say is in my life because I experienced some great, great things, but that doesn't mean that they were right for me. And I have yet to find the person that is right for me. And that's okay too, because again, when we're focused on doing the Lord's work, we kind of just don't have time for it. And I just wanted to hopefully just kind of pick your brain um, in that as you continue on. Like I said, I'm not saying, I'm not telling anyone what to do. I'm not telling anyone what to say to the person you're dating or whatever, but just for you to think about and you can go before the Lord yourself and ask him to reveal these things to you. So I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it was somewhat helpful. Hopefully I can do another one and dive into some more questions pretty soon here, but if not, like I said, you guys can always DM me and I can explain things further and kind of go over it further. And so anyways, I've gotten through the habit, not even a habit. Jenny and Courtney once said that I didn't pray before ending the podcast. So I've now gotten in the habit of praying as I end podcasts. So um, you don't have to bow your heads and close your eyes because the great thing about podcasts is that people can't see me and stare at me when I pray. So I'm just going to pray. <laughs> for you um, and just over the thing that hopefully your brain was picked with um, today. So um, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for who you are. We thank you um, that you give us life, that you give us breath. God, I, I thank you for eyes to see, ears to hear, and a mouth to share the goodness of who you are to anyone who is willing to listen, God. God, today we just lift up and pray for our relationships, God, um, for the person that is single whose heart is probably yearning to be in that relationship, God, with the right person, um, that you would comfort their hearts, God, that, that we would first and foremost learn to seek you and to seek the kingdom of God above all else, God, that we wouldn't be so consumed and focused on um, other people's relationships and, and the desire to want our own, but that we would just trust you and trust in your plan and trust in your timing that in the right time, God, not in our time, but in the right time, that we would be ready for these relationships, God. God, I pray for these people who are currently in relationships, God, that um, you would just speak to their hearts, God, um, that if they're in a relationship that they shouldn't be in, God, that you would remove it because we have no time to play, no time to waste, and as much as these things may hurt, that we may choose to be obedient to you, that we may choose um, to honor you with every part of our life, especially when it comes to dating and the people we are with, God. And for the people that are dating, God, and, and it is the right person that you would bless these relationships, God, that you would um, help them be fruitful, God, that you would help them to speak life into others as they're doing what you have called them to do, God. We thank you. We thank you that what you bring together, no man can separate, no matter how hard they try, God, and that we would focus our minds on you and just... The kingdom of God. God, we pray for those who are married, um, that 
that you would just continue to bless their lives, that you would restore broken marriages, God, that, that you would show your faithfulness, that you would show your heart for marriage, for husband and wife, and to be a team who honors and serves the Lord, God, that you would just, mm, that you would just bless them, God, and that they would see, um, that we would see marriages reunited, God, that we would see families restored, that we would see power couples make hell know this, God, in the name of Jesus, that we would shake this earth with the people that we are with, all for your glory, all for your kingdom, God. We pray for the brokenhearted tonight, Lord. Yeah, and this is a mad prayer. Our prayer needs that mad. It's going to have peace, but God, we just, we lift up those who are brokenhearted today, God. Um, maybe they're coming out of a relationship, God. Maybe they just are dealing with heartbreak, and it's been a while, and they just need to sit in your presence and deal, God. But um, the Bible says that you are close to the brokenhearted, that you see every tear, that you collect them in a jar, God, and that we just thank you for seeing us. Thank you for hearing us, God. And I pray that as we um, continue on, that you would mend our broken hearts, that you would give us uh, peace that surpasses all understanding, that it may not make sense as to why we feel so broken and heartbroken, but in due time, with wisdom and maturity, that we would then see it, that we would suffer well, that we would have heartbreak and have it well, so then we can help other people, God. We just thank you for just thinking of us and thinking of relationships in general, that you have made us and created us for relationships, God, of all kinds, whether that be friendships, um, dating, and marriage, God, that you have just loved us so much that you've seen it so fit to include others in our walk with you and as part of our family. And God, right now, we just pray for the futures, the future spouses, that um, we would continue to serve you no matter what, that we would continue to grow together, that we would continue to love.